1: Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity
0: voice remote. This is VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shah on VSIN, the sports betting network.
3: We begin our number two of big bets here on Easton Dave Ross and Jeff Pauls here at South Point Casino and Hotel in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Still two two as we play top six in the boogie down right now. As Major League Baseball, the second season and the second series, well underway. You kind of feel like if the Guardians down two zip could s- kind of scrap this one back. Well, one zip right now. What's that? Oh no, I mean oh, in the game they were down two Like if they yeah. can come back and s- kind of steal
4: one game two. We might have a legit series on our hands. Well, remember, this is now the complicated one to handicap. Ooh. Because you have four games potentially in four in they four days. Out. New York, Cleveland, New York, with multiple flights in play here, Dave. Do you
3: have to fly it's not that far. New York, Cleveland. Still, oh, you still gotta get on a plane. It's not like we're going, you know, San Diego, New well, York. Well, that would
4: that would be even more fun if you were going uh New York to uh <laughs> to, to Anaheim if the Angels oh weren't an in the NEP franchise. These, these athletes, oh I gotta fly from
3: New York to Cleveland. Uh, Let's bring in our guy, Tank Williams. Always great to have Tank in the program. Follow him on Twitter as I do at TankWilliams13. Tank, before we talk about the resurgence of the Titans, first of all, that shirt is absolutely fire. House Targaryen. You had to rock something for you. (laughs) Look, I don't want to get on our producer too badly, Kelly Bidlin. Bring it. He said, Tank, he said to begin this show, because I said, look, Tank and I, we love what we're seeing in House of the Dragon. Absolutely fantastic show. I believe the direct quote Tank was, if it wasn't for Game of Thrones, then what was the rest of the quote,
5: Kelly? I don't know. I'm going to change I'm going to adapt it to. The show would have been canceled by now. It's boring, it's terrible. I'm taking a time machine <laughs> for a bunch of people to talk for 65 minutes. Doesn't this it's just
3: a hot Twitter take, isn't that tank? They just they yeah. want to be angry about something.
6: See, this is the thing, like, people don't have patience these days. Like, you have to let them build up. Like, the war is coming. Things are about to pop off. They have to get these kids older. You don't want like two-year-olds going at each other with <laughs> knives and swords at each other's so, throat. Like, let them get aged up and so then things can pop off. Be patient, dog. Tommy, yeah, I
3: mean, just preach to them, Kelly, because Kelly doesn't understand. The kids want everything. They want immediate satisfaction and gratification Thanks. here. You gotta build a storyline. The war is coming. There's just a lot of agons. That's the only thing that confuses me about the program. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the topic. Titans here. And what have they done here, Tank, to really flip the script? Look, 0 2 to begin the year. And I know even I was questioning the wide receiver playing quarterback. Do they have to go to, to, to Malik at some point here at of Liberty? What have they done right? Is this like, you know, Vrabel, you just in coach we trust that we should have figured out that he'd figure it out?
6: No, nah, this is in Derek Henry we trust. Mm. If you know, it's like the the beginning of the season, they weren't able to run the ball. And then all of a sudden, once he gets over 100 yards and he starts rushing there for touchdowns, then that offense comes to life, that team comes to life. There's still some significant issues going along with the Titans. Like, they really don't have a passing game still. Robert Woods has kind of burst on the scene just a little bit. Traylon Burks is injured right now. They really don't have another receiver and threat that scares you. They really don't have one at all. So it's all King Henry or bust. So I feel like if the Titans really want to make some moves here, in the AFC South and the AFC in general, they need to make a move by the trade deadline and get another dog on outside.
4: Tank, uh, let's keep it in the AFC South because the Colts and the Jags are playing for the second time in five weeks uh, with that game in Indianapolis this go-around. Of course, we know the Colts won the ugliest game of the year <laughs> last week, uh, 12-9 to over Denver, and then, of course, Jacksonville with a stink bomb last week against Houston, losing that game as a touchdown favorite. What, what do you make of these teams at this point now that – Jacksonville uh, is back under five hundred, and somehow, some way, the Colts are two, two, and one.
6: Like Jacksonville, like they have some promise. I feel like they're like some meat that's just getting seasoned and marinating, and getting tenderized right now. Like they show some flashes, especially early in the season, where they were able to go out there to L.A. and manhandle the Charges. But then you lose a tough game in the Philly, and then come back and flop against the Houston Texans. Like that's not a good look. Like if they're the team that I thought they were surging to be at the beginning of the season. You handle bids against the Texans at home. That being said, like, in Indianapolis, man, that offense has been non-existent. And I'm kind of scared for them. That's why, like, if I had to rank the AFC South, I would probably put the Titans ahead of all of them. But all it takes is one big game from Jonathan Taylor to go ahead and put the coach right back in contention because that defense has been playing solid ball to date so far. So I think this is really going to be determined by, I think both of these two defenses play well, but which one of these offenses get their act together? Can Trevor Lawrence... Regain that connection with Christian Kirk. Can Jonathan Taylor start to run the ball effectively? So then it opens up some things for Matty Ice and Michael Pittman and some of those other wide receivers.
3: You know, tech, I think he just hit on something. I never, I don't recall. where you get to Week Six of the NFL season, and the two favorites in the division to win it are solid plus money: plus a dollar fifty for the Titans, plus a dollar sixty uh, for the Colts, and then the Jags just over two dollars two fifty there, and then the, the Texans, the long shot here. You mentioned that the Titans have to do something before the trade deadline. You know the organization well. Do you think they will do something, or do you think they stand pat? Because before you play in the futures market here, it would be kind of nice to know if the Colts are going to try to retool something at the trade deadline, or the Titans do, or is it really a three-horse race here with the Jags at plus 250?
6: I mean, you look at the Titans and you say, okay, they didn't want to sign one of the biggest dogs at wide receiver in the NFL, A.J. Brown, to a long-term contract. So what kind of deal would they potentially make? So it would be like some guy who's already signed the deal, probably has like two or three years left on the deal, but it's not for like big-time money. Someone that they can just slide in, know that they don't have to re-up on them anytime soon, and then hopefully like let him pair him up with the offense, and then hopefully it turns into a great situation where they can make something happen long-term. I I don't know if it's like a DJ Moore or someone out there that they'll be Mm -hmm. willing to do that too. I'm not quite sure, but I feel like a move is necessary in order to try to compete with some of these offenses in the AFC because unless you have another dog on the outside, you can't compete with Buffalo. You can't compete with Kansas City. Like, you just need some help on the offensive side of the ball to try to help Tannehill out.
4: Thank you. Just brought them both up. They're playing each other, of course, this week in KC. Bill's a a two-and-a-half-point favorite at the Chiefs. What do you make of this one?
6: Oh, man, I think there's going to be a lot of offense in this mm-hmm. one. I think that we were always worried about what that Kansas City offense was going to look like without Tyreek Hill. We knew that the offense would flow through Travis Kelsey, and no better example was him having the four touchdowns against the Raiders uh, this past week. But I think he's also shown that he can lean on some of these other weapons, whether you're talking about Nicole Hartman, Juju Smith-Schuster, MVS. So they just spread the ball around to some of those wide receivers. The run game has come to life with that running back by committee approach. Uh, I think the defense is playing a little bit better. But as we've seen, like, they can give up some big plays, especially you saw Devontae Adams going over the top a number of times. And where do we finally see from Buffalo? A healthy Gabe Davis who went over the top of the Pittsburgh Steelers defense on two occasions and had some big splash plays. So now that Gabe Davis is healthy, you pair him with Stephon Diggs. I feel really good about both of these offenses coming into the game. So if there's one lane for me, Is going to be that over 54 on the total.
3: Talking with Tank Williams from Yahoo Sports. Follow him on Twitter. Tank Williams, 13, representing House Targaryen today for the program. Uh, (laughs) Tank, when I look at the Ravens, okay, now they're going on the row out here against the, the Giants in the Meadowlands, and they're laying five and a half. And we know the Giants coming off that great win a week ago overseas in London. It feels like one of those games, it's up to six that people in the betting market still aren't believing in what they're seeing from Brian Daybold and the G men. And they're expecting the Ravens to finally cover a number. They didn't even do that in victory against the Bengals uh, last week. How do you look at this game? And are we expecting too much from Harb's and company?
6: Uh, It's interesting because I believe this kind of resembles the Cincinnati Bengals of last year. Like, they're the bungles until they turn into the Bengals and end up playing in the Super Bowl. We get so stuck on these narratives. And I understand that the New York Giants don't have a lot of weapons on offense besides Saquon Barkley. But the defense has been playing better. They've been able to run the ball effectively. And more importantly, they've been finding ways to win. Now they get a Baltimore Ravens squad that's coming in three and 2 But they leave a lot of plays on the field, on the offensive side of the ball. We saw some of the passes that Lamar missed uh, against the Cincinnati Bengals. They missed some other plays in other games. And then that defense can give up some big splash plays in the past game and you've been able to run the ball effectively on them as well. And so with the Ravens coming in, being a good team that has playmakers on both sides of the ball yet not playing dominant ball. Hey, I wouldn't be opposed to taking the giants if you say it's what uh plus six right now Getting playing st- at home. Like, yeah. yeah, that sounds like good money to me.
4: And going up, the numbers been going up all week. Yeah. The, the only concern is we have seen these teams come back from London and fade in the second yeah. half. Uh, we New Orleans did not happen to them last week. Nope. I think that had more to do with the Seattle defense more than anything. <laughs> uh, and then Minnesota was fortunate to end up winning that game against. The Bears last week coming off the London game. Uh, Tank, uh, l- let's go to Sunday night. I- I'm stunned that Dave didn't bring up the Cowboys. I'm I was going to wait to talk stunned. about America's, America's team. No,
6: that's going to be the finale. Yeah, yeah.
4: That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for last, Tank. but let- Let's look at this, though, because Cooper Rush is going to start again for Dallas. We know the hot streak. We know the, the defensive line pressure that they've been able to-, to do against everybody. But this is the best offensive line that Dallas has seen, uh, that pass rush going up against The undefeated Eagles here tank six-and-a-half-point favorites on Sunday night.
6: Yeah, I'm not touching that six-and-a-half on either side, but what I do feel comfortable about is going under 42 total Mm -hmm. points just because, like you talked about, both of these defenses are really good. I mean, whenever you see them playing leading up to this game, those defensive lines swarm around quarterbacks like flies on Thursday night football, and we know what the Thursday night football has been looking like the past couple of weeks. I mean, both of these teams can turn the ball over. Both of these teams are up in the top echelon of defenses as far as getting sacks, and what I think more importantly is that the Dallas Cowboys are going to lean heavily on that running game because they want to limit Cooper Rush's mistakes, and then also lean on that defense because they've been playing sound ball, and so when you stole the pace of the game down like that with the running game, and we already know that the Eagles tend to lay back on the points as they get in the second half, I feel really good about this game going under 42.
3: Uh, very quickly, Tank, it, you know, obviously thinking about your playing days, I, he- I keep hearing experts say about the Cowboys and certainly we get it with Trayvon Diggs, maybe even Donovan Wilson a little bit and, and uh, J. Ron That These guys are peakers, right? They're peeking back at the backfield because they want to make plays. Do you like that style where it's like, hey, we might give up something. But we're also going to make something happen on our end, too.
6: I mean, I like people who are playmakers, yet at the same time, you don't want to give up splash plays. Like, you want to make an offense drive down the field, 10, 12-play drives, and not get chunk plays. When you give up the chunk plays, it makes it so much easier for them to score. So, though I like the fact that they always have eyes on the ball, I, I definitely commend that. But that being said, I want them to play uh, not so aggressive the way they're taking too many chances and giving up those big plays in the past game.
3: Alright, any spoilers that we should anticipate for uh, House of the Dragon this week, Tank? Because I mean, I they know just, every Sunday night. Just keep night. looking
6: for Amon Amon, and Damon, boy. It's only going to get better, especially next season. Yeah, that eye patch scares me. Uh,
3: Tank, <laughs> it's great to have you back in the program. Follow him on Twitter at TankWilliams13. Great job here at Yahoo Sports. Enjoy the games, my friend. We'll catch up again soon. We are back with more Big Bets talking more NFL next right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network.
2: <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. V
0: Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on V the sports betting network.
3: The NASCAR playoffs are in full swing, and it's time to see all of your favorite drivers in fabulous Las Vegas. The South Point 400 is this weekend, the 14th through the 16th, at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Our own Brent Musburger is gonna be the grand marshal of the race. He's also gonna broadcast from the track Sunday morning on Brent Musburger's Countdown to Kickoff. The South Point also has room and ticket packages available. So for more information, head to southpointcasino.com. That is going to be a spectacular event with Brent as the Grand Marshal. How cool is that? Like, if you know you've made it, when they're like,
5: would you like to be the Grand Marshal? Did you bet anything in the race? Not
4: yet. Okay.
5: Have you? You're getting off the point. I want to no. be a Grand Marshal. Yes, Dave. Thank That's you. a sweet title. Like, again, like, because you got to practice. Like, I'm sure, like, Brent
3: is the best, like, arguably of all time. So he's not nervous about doing gentlemen start your engines. Would you be nervous about
4: screwing up that simple line? 100%. Not, even, not would you, even. How many times did you practice would, it? Here, here, here's the thing. So, you obviously lived a long time in Chicago. Yes. Okay. I'm assuming you never had the honor of, of singing the seventh inning stretch at Wrigley, correct? No. David See, Ross, even though he's the manager, never called me to do so, it. So <laughs> <See, you're confused, laughs> you confuse everybody. Actually, no question, right? Wait, like, wait. He's supposed to be in the dugout. Um, but uh, no, and I would. The, of of cool, like public things related to sports. Like that's the thing I would oh, love to do, how fun but would I would be. be so terrified of butchering the, uh, the lyrics to take me out to the ball game.
3: Hey, absolutely. Well, Brent's just been there, done that. It's, it's quite the honor. Uh, can't wait for the South point 400. odds
4: On
5: the race real quick. Anybody yes. interested? Denny Hamlin plus five fifty. Christopher bell, eight to one chase. Elliott eight to one, Tyler Reddick, nine to one, Ross Chastain, nine to one, Kyle Larson, nine to one, everybody else ten to one or longer what, for the South point 400.
4: What did, what did Von Rinkle bet? I told him to give me a winner
5: in my ear, and he's like, oh, well, see. I'm like, you took too long. <laughs> <laughs> Take one of the Bs. That's, that's what we always Take say. Take one of the Bs. Yeah, yes, that's yeah. always a good choice. Byron Blaney, Bush, you got a lot, Brisco, to, choose. There's a lot to choose from. Bubba. Uh, gentlemen, by the way,
3: we've got a – it's really slowing down in the boogie down known as the Bronx. 2-2 right now, top six, uh, and or excuse me, bottom six, and the first out of ours is it's happened for the Yankees. So that number now – Starting to, uh, to drop here as we're getting into that one-run territory, right? Where you feel like next run wins. So,
4: pretty important. Bieber, by the way, still out there, five and a third. Only four hits allowed, two earned runs. Bieber's been awesome. If the umpire doesn't blow the call on standing, we're probably talking about a 2 nothing Cleveland lead right Wow. Now. So, still 2-2 right now in the Bronx. Let's get back to the NFL. Great having Tank
3: Williams on. Last segment, breaking down some of the games in the NFL. Let's get to some of the other ones that we have not touched upon yet. The Niners against the Falcons, and what's intriguing about this is the Falcons, they've been an ATS printing machine, right? Like, you've been back in the ATL. I believe they're the only undefeated team, ATS, uh, as we've gone on here through five weeks. Now they're getting five and a half. The problems that I see, if you want to keep riding that Falcon streak, is Mariota, as, as much as I applaud what Arthur Smith has done with his offense to be able to generate points, Now you're going up against, if not the best defense in the league, at least one of the top two defenses in the league. That total is low, 44 and a half. What do you make of this matchup?
4: I think the ATS streak is done after this week. Comes to an end. Yeah, I I just have a hard time with Atlanta's injuries. Now, it looks like Pitts is going to be back this week, which which is good. But you're still without Patterson, who I know everyone loves Kyle Pitts and correctly so – Patterson has been their most effective offensive player when healthy so He's far He's Swiss this Army era. knife. He's done. He, it's pretty amazing what his career has yeah. turned into now. He's like actually like a legitimately good running back now, which is kind of amazing for what he started out. London's banged up as well, and you're going up against a great defense. Mm-hmm. Great defense. Now we can all argue until we're blue in the face about Jimmy Garoppolo and how good he is. The Niners don't need Jimmy Garoppolo to be that good. He's like the Cooper Rush. They in the just they, they just need him to game manage and not lose them the game. That's it. And so far, the only game they lost with Garoppolo starting was that idiotic eleven ten game. Oh. oh my god. So I, I I I think the Niners are gonna win this game. I'm not comfortable almost laying six on the road. That is that is kind of a difficult one. Mm-hmm. But uh again I i, I it's a really difficult spot for the Falcons against a defense that is really, really good. It may be the best defense in the, full, in the NFL at this point.
3: It could very well be. And, again, the Falcons kind of backdoored. They were down 21-0 last week to the Bucs. Came back. Not only did they back to cover, they had a chance if they get yeah, the Yeah, if the, the Boger chair, stays out of the way, they, they might, might win the, the game, game. Which is amazing to see. Uh, so, that will be an interesting to watch. But I'm kind of with you. It feels like, again, the last undefeated team, ATS, 5-0 and the Falcons. It's going to be tough to get points, you would think, against this Niner defense uh, to be able to do what they did a week ago against the Buccaneers. Patriots and Browns. Yeah. And this is such a tricky game, I think, to handicap because, again, it looks like MAC-10 is going to be back and the Bailey Zappi experience might come to an end. And you go back to Mac Jones. The Browns, obviously, boy, it's a game last week. It felt like Boy Genius 2.0 was trying to give them and they just wouldn't take it. I'm talking about Brandon Staley and the Chargers. Now they're going to lay two and a half here against the Pats. This is one of my uh, teaser plays here with the Patriots. I think it's going to be a one-score game. I'm not exactly sure which team's going to win, but I think with a tease up to eight and a half, you've got to find another dance partner. I think it's a one-score type game.
4: I, I money-line the Browns in this game. I, I This kind of screams, like, I usually don't have a problem laying two and a half mm. in an NFL game, but this... With the way that the Browns have played this year, this would be kind of a two-point game, you know, a one-point game, like 24-23, where the Browns win and and I and I uh, lose on a two and a half. So I just decided to money line here with Cleveland this week. That again, was smart, Jeff. Again, I laid the two the and a half,
5: and after I saw your bet, I was like, "Crap, that's definitely the." Way well, I you know done what? It.
4: This is the week of the money of money lining the short favorites. Yep where we'll get to another one in a little bit that I like that the other Ohio team on the money line. I know Kelly already did that. And then another game where Indianapolis, I haven't gotten there yet, but I'd rather lay a money line than lay two right. or two and a half with Indy, uh, which look, don't be scared of laying a little extra juice on, on a money line here. Like, Again, two is a lot more of a key number than it's ever been in the NFL because it missed extra points and, and teams more willing to go for two now yeah. in circumstances where teams would have never gone for two in the past.
3: I mean, think about Monday night, you know, ending up on one with the, the, char- the Chiefs winning by for, one. For
4: what it's worth, I had no problem with the Chiefs going for two. You had a kicker you didn't trust and you push it from 7 to 9, no problem there. I thought it was too early for Vegas to do it. In 40 Preach, se- 40 Four and a half se- minutes to four, go. 30 seconds to go? Go for two. No problem. And I probably would have it would have been go for two. But with four and a half to go, that's a lot of time left. I,
3: I just appreciate that thought process. And, again, this is you know, the debates on Twitter and analytics and what to do in the right – it's got to be a combination of of time of game with what the chart might tell you to do. That's why I'm right there with you. A good coach, a, a great coach, they're going to be able to figure out the momentum of the game, how much time's left in the game, and not just blindly follow a chart. That's what my criticism is of Harbaugh with the Ravens, kind of using analytics as a as a scapegoat. Now he says, "Well, the chart said go for it. That's why we did it." There's a time and a place. It's it's a guide. It's not a a. You have to follow it each and every time. And that's why I think they should have kicked it with Carlson as well. And I had no problem with the Chiefs going for two, to your point. You have to look at the, who the kicker is. It's not Harrison Bucker in that situation. You got a guy that you don't trust as much. Uh, back to the Vikings and the Dolphins very quickly in this one. And, uh, you know, I, I look at the Vikings here on the road. And again, it looks like uh, Thompson's going to get the start at quarterback for the Dolphins. They got a lot of issues there uh, with the concussion protocol, obviously, for the backup and certainly for Tua. You're laying three in the road against a guy like Skylar Thompson. Do you trust the Dolphins enough in a full week of prep to say, we'll get number
4: three ready, so I'll take the three? I have absolutely no idea what to do with this game. None. Because you don't want to lay three with Kirk on the road. Because you have a whole – first off, Miami is banged up, but it does look like the wide receivers are the healthiest they've been in a while, which is obviously a good side with Hill leaving – Leaving MetLife Stadium last week in a boot, and was like, oh, we could have a real problem here if you're Miami. Kelly, I, I mean, look, I know you're Mr. Viking. You and Matt Brown are, are, are the two biggest Viking backers in the network of yeah. uh, this year. Yeah, I'm on this
5: game pretty heavy. I'm on this game pretty heavy you, you, with the Vikes. You, you, yeah. took, you took Minnesota. I now the the fact though that the line hasn't moved anymore since Skyler's been named the starter. And, and that he will go. He will go. The uh, Best case scenario is Teddy Bridgewater gets cleared out of the concussion protocol tomorrow. Uh, Mike McDaniel said today, if that's the case, he will back up Skyler. Tyler Thompson for the game on Sunday. So he is a go. Uh, this line confuses me. The fact that it hasn't risen more mm. scares me a bit, Jeff. We we rarely see, I feel like, lines that don't move that in my opinion should move. There's usually a reason why. Um, so yeah, I'm a little nervous about this bet, but yeah, I'm i uh, I'm back in the Vikings this week. And if Skylar Thompson beats me, tip the cap to you. Wait a I- minute. There's, there should be no concern here
4: for Kelly. Oh, I don't agree with that. Oh, at no all. concern. You know why? Oh my goodness. Oh, well, what are you going to say? It's
5: one o'clock Kirk,
3: one <laughs> o'clock Kirk. You can't beat one o'clock Kirk. I mean, unstoppable, come on, right? Now this game was at night, and everything else is the same. I'm laying
4: everything on the Dolphins. Primetime, Kirk. You want no part of one o'clock, Kirk. That's the guy you want to back. It's 85 degrees with 80 percent humidity in Miami. By the way, I know we, I know we, uh, I know we talk about this with New England because the Patriots, for whatever reason. Their biggest problem is humidity. Where, it. It was, they can't, they can't handle the humidity. Bizarre. It's never the heat, Jeff. It's the humidity. It's the humidity. Yeah, uh, they hey, say, look, now that we live in a place that has no humidity, I understand it. But, <laughs> you know, it's it just, it just one of those games where Minnesota has won all these close games this year. At some point, the shoe's going to drop as it has it with Kirk Cousins' teams through the years. I've not hopped
3: on it, but if it stays at three, I'm going to buy into one o'clock, Kirk. When we come back, more NFL numbers and see how they are moving here. Still tied up in the boogie down as well. Come on back. It's v Big Bets, the Sports Betting Network.
0: v Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on v the Sports Betting Network.
3: Basketball season is ready to tip off, and now is your time to grab your v Pro Basketball Betting Guide with season prep on all 30 teams. Our hoops experts, including Jonathan Von are going to provide strategy and advice as well as predictions for conference winners, win totals, playoff teams, and player awards. Plus, we're going to have five betting tips for beginning NBA bettors, Give yourself an edge this NBA season. Get the VEASAN NBA betting guide by becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber. Sign up now for just $99. Get access to everything we do all the way through the Super Bowl. Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Back alongside Jeff Peralta, Dave Ross here. going to get back to the NBA, uh, excuse me, the NFL, and take a look at some of those numbers. Not but next week, week on the NBA. Next week in the next NBA. Week. I had the betting guide in my brain. We still have a 2-2 game, I believe, in the boogie down known as the Bronx. We're going 7 I believe there, but Matt
4: Matt Carpenter just uh, in a big spot first did bat off the IL with two on they retire him. So a job well done by Cleveland. Great mustache from Matt Carpenter.
3: Apparently Kelly uh, Twitter is all up in arms over the call of the game Now we're doing the show. So we can't really listen, but
5: apparently Bob Costas um, struggling with Shane Bieber today. Well, there was a, there was a Justin Bieber drop. Apparently. Oh, Uh, not one, it, it, but maybe twice. It, Bob, Bob, not bringing
3: a lot of energy, Twitter seems to oh, feel. Oh, so he's it. calling the game like a 2-2 pitch? Yeah. Uh,
4: it's kind of it's it's
3: how he's always called baseball, though. But it's not like I know that some people think Yankee Stadium is a cathedral. It's not a literal cathedral. <laughs> but you can. Come on, Dave, you can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not how church. How dare you? How it is not you? baseball church. <laughs> as much as Yankee fans will tell you that it is. <laughs> we'll keep an eye on that game as well. Well, let's just hope Justin Bieber continues to get the the boys down,
4: out in, in the boogies. He's he's had it. He, they took about. Uh, they took him out. Th- th- He's five and two thirds. Great so outing. So Bob for Shane won't Beaver. be able to. No, J- Justin's done. Yes. Uh, Bengals <laughs> and Saints this weekend.
3: Back to the NFL card we get to. You mentioned the Saints uh, coming back from from uh, England. The offense was fired up. Somehow they covered that number uh, to the uh, angst of yours truly against Seattle last week. Did you lay it? I took the points in the Hawks, and I, th- I oh. felt so. You know what's so weird about the game? I felt so good about my bet so many different times in the game until I didn't at the end. Like it just felt like you a game. can't
4: stop Taysom Hill. You can only hope to contain him. Apparently, what the hell is that? Experience Four total all touchdowns. About?
3: Four tutties for Taysom Hill last week. He's it's still a thing in 2022, and I know Twitter hates that as well. It burned me last week. Now they're catching points in the uh, Superdome, getting two and a half. Against the Bengals here. Look at that total, by the way. I don't know if you noticed, but Saints really struggled to slow down Geno Smith
4: and the Seahawks. How are they going to fare against Joe Burrow and company? Well, first off, Geno Smith has been better than Joe Burrow this year, and there's no Ooh, argument. i um, just showing how ridiculous these first five weeks have been. He's <laughs> been really good. Geno Smith has been a legitimate top-ten quarterback this year. There's no arguing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, at some point, he'll regress, but – He's been awesome. There's no argument. He's in West
3: Virginia, Gino, right now?
4: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but but for here, here's the deal. Kelly and I kind of are on the same wavelength here again. Okay. I money lined Cincinnati Ooh. because, and Kelly, I know, did this on Monday when it was a better number than what I ended up getting. I thought we got the same thing. Did you get one fifteen? No, no, no. I oh. I, I, I came in later. I laid I laid a dollar thirty. So fifteen cents worse, but I still think that money line's good to $1.50 on, on Cincinnati. I know it's the Andy Dalton revenge game. I know that. But New Orleans was one of those teams that I think sharper betters kind of fooled themselves going into the year on because the defense, they really loved the defense is underachieved, but more so than the defense underachieving. I think we all kind of underestimated how big of a coaching drop. This was wow. To Dennis Salon from Peyton, who always was a top five coach to me. I know he did some things that people didn't like, Mm -hmm. but the guy was always a great head coach. And got more of, out of his team than I thought. Like, I mean, the fact that that team almost made the playoffs last year is pretty amazing. That team stunk for the majority of the year last year. After, especially post-Jameis injury. Dennis Allen is just not a good head coach in his He's a good defense coordinator. He's a great coordinator. But some guys are made to be coordinators. And some guys just aren't head coaches, as we're seeing in other spots so far this year, Dave. I think it's a great point. It, it, you can look across the spectrum. Like Dan Quinn. Is unbelievable yeah. as a D coordinator. Dan, Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn. I think. I uh, think Dan Quinn would be better in Denver than the guy they hired. Though, just throwing that out Probably. there. Probably, but you're right. For some guys, this is Dennis <laughs> Allen's second foray as a head coach. Sometimes yeah. you Sometimes are better you in that it. spot. Yeah. Right? Sometimes you find it. But Dave, here's the other thing, though. And now yeah, i I can hear my dad talking in my in my ear, even Love though he's this. not here. But what about Zach Taylor? Ah, there it is. <laughs> which, the which, other is shoe. which is the obviously the biggest problem when you're betting on Cincinnati at this point. That's true. Because yeah. Zach Taylor has no clue what he's doing. Well, if you look at, there's only two teams so far that have played five
3: unders through five weeks. That would be the Colts. And I think you can understand why they've played so
5: many unders because oh, their, their offense just is horrible. Is, right, But the Bengals don't have that excuse. Oh, they're right up there, Dave. I mean, shockingly... Their their offense has sputtered coming out of the gates, and, but on the good on the good side of the coin, the defense is playing well. Defense Football is, Outsiders, outsiders has them ranked as the eighth best defense so far through five weeks, Jeff. So yeah, I, I, this game's gonna be interesting. I like the Bengals. I thought this was gonna be. When this game opened, I thought it was going to be more of the two-and-a-half threes that we're seeing now, so I jumped on the money line then, uh, and Dennis Allen did just confirm a little while ago, Andy Dalton will get the start again for the Saints this week. rifle. We no Jameis Winston yet. I,
4: again, if you're New Orleans, you can't play Jameis until his back is at least somewhat healed because no doubt. His Dalton, look, we know what Andy Dalton is at this point. Mm-hmm. He is a backup quarterback, but he will give you a chance to win, Yes, like we've seen the last two weeks. Like now, he did in, in England like, against they, the Vikings. Quite frankly, New Orleans probably should have won that game. Yeah, in, in, yeah. In, in, yeah well. He was fine. Last week it was the Taysom Hill Show probably won't happen again. But you are right, Kelly. I think we, I think that the the one weird thing with the Bengals at this point is we still look at them as this off this offense first team. Yeah. Where even during the playoff run last year, they were really defense first. That's what got them through. Coach I mean, Blue has so, done a great job I, with that defense. One hundred percent. And I mean, and and Burrow got sacked sock, a million oh, times amazing. in the playoffs last amazing. year, and he still got through because their defense played well.
3: They won on a, on defense and a kicker. That's how they got all the way to the yeah. Super Bowl. And, look, we're not taking anything away from Joe Burrow. But, again, the numbers don't lie. And five straight games to the under to begin this year, the offensive line just does not hold up. And I get the style of play that they're trying to do, what Zach Taylor is trying to do, but it's just, it always looks like the sum of the parts is not equaling the whole with this offense. It should be better. And right now it is not. Uh, very quickly, uh, still 2-2 right now as they play the top of the seventh in what's becoming a very tight game, a tense, a tense game in the cathedral known as Yankee Stadium. Uh, let's get back to the NFL here. And the Buccaneers, boy, you look at the injury report for the Steelers as you have, Jeff,
4: and oh. it looks like a bunch of the walking wounded. By the way, uh, nice just play by just kind Falefa. Of but I'm, right. more, I'm more reacting to the Steeler injury report, which is just a disaster. <laughs> it is. Now,
3: remember, the game is in the Steel City, right? Kenny Pickett is going to make his second start. Uh, as a starting quarterback now in the Kenny Pickett era, they're catching nine. The number's going up, but you can understand why the number is going up. Is this just too much for the Steelers to overcome with the injuries and a rookie quarterback? Yes. Yes. <laughs>
4: yes. Very simple. Yes. And then on top of it, their roster, even with the before all these guys, where again, Kelly, correct me if I'm wrong here. Freeman moves out with it with a concussion. Minka. Yeah. Minka's out. Yep. Their top three corners are out. Top three quarterbacks, all out. All corners, all, top three are out. Of course, T.J. Watt's still out. So what I, what we just eliminated is their most reliable pass catcher in Framuth. Their two best defensive players in Fitzpatrick and Watt gone, and their three corners their top three corners. And, and on, a, you, on a defense that already their corners, I didn't like to begin right. with, Kelly. And, and if you watch the Bucks at all this
5: year, they don't exactly run the ball oh at my all. They Todd Bowles, let's just chuck it. Dunk and Duncan chuck but, it all game long with Tom Brady. So and, I, this is, I look, there, it's still at nine places, depending on what your teaser prices are. I would go six and a half point teaser, take this down to two and a half, tie in somebody else that you like this week. I think
4: it's a great play. Yeah. Not only that too, like Kelly, we still haven't seen a Tampa explosion yet no. this year. I don't care. They scored 31 points against Kansas City, but those are all nonsense. The game was over when they scored all those points. We're at some point getting a Tampa offensive explosion, and this year sure seems like in a place where Tom Brady has always, even though the Steelers are a great franchise, it always seems like Brady and the Patriots always beat them whenever they had to. Yeah. And this is a perfect spot for Brady's offense, even without Julio Jones again, more than likely, on Sunday. I think this is a rout.
3: With Pittsburgh, look at the ATS record too for the Steel City one three and one, and this is you're catching a lot of points each and every way. I mean, you get nine. Wait, you home. caught
4: fourteen last week, mm-hmm. and the game was over in the first quarter. It's
3: amazing. So you can't. It seems like right now you can't give the Steel back, Steel City backers enough points. It's just not close. I look. I'm still scarred by the Tom Brady, you know, four fourth down against the the Bears game a couple years ago. Like those things still creep in the back of my mind. A game they should had no business losing that they lost. But I'm with you guys. I think at some point that offense is gonna wake up, and when Brady goes up tempo for an old guy, 45, it seems like that generates that. That gets them going. I got. I see a lot of up tempo coming this week with Byron Leftwich and company, and I think they score at will. And it looks like they took the the gas pedal off the ATL when they got up 21 nothing last week. A first half play for the Buccaneers might be something I'm really gonna look at this week too.
4: You like that idea? Maybe. Not except so that one the one counter to that would be. If Pittsburgh's going to play a good half, I think it would come early. Really?
3: Yeah. We'll,
4: we'll see if that Maybe. Counter, uh,
3: contradicts my first half play for the fucking <laughs> When we come back, we'll look at the two big games of the week here with the Bills and the Chiefs, and of course, the Cowboys and the Eagles. Next on Big Bets on and the Sports Betting Network.
2: Check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: v Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on v the sports betting network.
3: The temperature might be cooling off, but fall sports are heating up. On BetRivers Online Sportsbook, BetRivers is your go-to sportsbook for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts for pro football, college football, basketball, and hockey. Now is the perfect time to join BetRivers. New bettor's going to receive up to $500 in free bets when you make a first-time deposit using the code SPORTS. Go to BetRivers.com, download the BetRivers app today. It is a whole new ballgame. Still a whole new ball game in the boogie down because it's 2-2. In the bottom of the seventh, one out, but that guy is up at the dish. Yeah,
4: but he stinks right now. Aaron Judge would be the guy we're referring to. He's 0 for at si- this postseason. He's 0 for six with six strikeouts. Oof. But he's still menacing. It's just one swing away. And make it away. 0 for four today oh with God. four strikeouts. Hello, Sombrero. Is this has this been any carryover effect from trying to you know hit 62 and 60? 60, no, mean, no, no. I th- I think I think this is very simple. Aaron Judge has always, when his swing is off, mm. has always struggled to make contact. That's true. And his swing is off right now. Looks like he had some hittable pitches in I mean, that I mean, he, too. I <laughs> mean, again, you're, he's 0 for 7 with a walk and 7 strikeouts so far. You could do that, Dave Ross. Maybe I couldn't take the walk. Yeah, wouldn't take the walk. I, You're always, probably right. You're probably, you get, I always
3: swung at pitches no, out but, of the zone. But, but you, I was but, not very disciplined. No, the, but, but, but you could
4: have at least in a major league, against major league pitching, though, no, I can't make contact. My only way on base is to walk. That's it.
5: <laughs> but I'm still going to try, damn it. Or or you just swing three times in a row, so you go right back to the bench and don't uh, concern yourself about getting killed by a major league
4: pitcher. I, you, know what, I, you know what, Kelly? I like the cowardice <laughs> angle there. <laughs>
3: How good was that? By the way, we've got a pro tip for you for hour number two. It's what you were getting at earlier, Jeff, when you were looking at the Steelers uh, and certainly the injury report. Yeah. And also when we were talking about Buffalo Bills, uh, you want to follow beat writers on twitter it really is like twitter is terrible for a lot of things the one thing it can be good for if you really use it for a source of information is in the betting space because you're going to get that injury news and news about the team way faster than you will anywhere else it's going to help help you grab some of the better numbers at the book look even in college when you saw those numbers going up that that's you know bryce young like if you follow some bama guys you might have got that information and you can anticipate where lines might go, knowing some information earlier in the week. So, again, follow those beat writers. You can follow people like me if you want, you know, Game of Thrones and and House of the Dragon stuff as well from time to time, but those beat writers are going to give you the real information and get better numbers and better angles before those games actually kick. Mm -hmm. You like that spot? You like that that angle of following those beat writers?
4: You know, you – it's it. There's two things here. There's two two ways to look this at it. This is aliens landed in Australia again moment, day <laughs> hey, hey, Aliens that landed in Australia. That, yeah, but that happens every once in a <laughs> it while. Does, it does. But, but it's just one. <laughs> it's just one of those two where where sometimes inundating with too much information ah. can cloud your judgment. Yes. But in the case of the Steelers here, mm, boy, where again you see the injury, you report. are without. DJ Watt, you were without Minka Fitzpatrick. You were without your three best corners. You were without, again, I think Muth is extraordinarily underrated. He is he's, very good. He, he's a he's, he's our new Heath Miller. He is, took the words right out of my mouth. He is this era's Heath Miller. He <laughs> really is. And you have a rookie quarterback who look, I don't care with all the talent Deontay Johnson and Clay, Chase Claypool have. I don't want those guys on my team.
3: Yeah, no question. And they're not about reliable it. players. So Way well, if you want to take the nine with the Steelers. Godspeed, ahead. but probably would not be on that side either. But again, that is the advantage of following some of these, uh, the beat reporters throughout the week. You might get that information a little bit sooner than the general public will, and that's what's going to make those numbers change. That was our pro tip for our number two here. We do them across the VEASAN spectrum. That means if you're a VEASAN Pro subscriber, and you should be, you're going to get up to 20 pro tips a day, people. And you can sort them out when you go to veston.com either by show and or by sport. There are two massive games on the NFL docket. We talked a lot about them, uh, certainly in hour number one, when we talked about the Bills and the Chiefs. Look, I get it. Patrick Mahomes, to quote LeVar Ball, never lost as a home dog getting two and a half points. When, when Patrick Mahomes has been a home dog, never lost. He's going to be in that spot again. Are you biting on the trend? Because I look at this – and everything that I see says it screams the over, and it squ- screams square play, Bills minus the two and a
4: half. Oh, good. We'll be on opposite sides of the square play yeah. here, Dave, because this is a principal bet for me. Mm. This is a principal bet. And could I lose like I did last year when Kansas City was a two and a half point favorite in this exact game in week five against Buffalo? And they got And hammered. Buffalo went to Arrowhead and destroyed it. I them. love that game but last of year. Of course I could lose. Of course. But this is principal. If you're going to give me points at home Woo! with the Kansas City Chiefs, with Patrick Mahomes playing, I don't care if they're playing the 85 Bears. I don't care if they're playing the already crowned champion 2022 Buffalo Bills. Mm. I am taking the points with Kansas City, and if the Bills go there and beat them up again, so be it. Tip my hat, move to the next bet. I, I This is a rarity. We will probably we will not see this again this no, year. No, no, no. With Mahomes at quarterback, the only times that the Chiefs have been underdogs at home in, with the, with Ma, in the Mahomes era was when Matt Moore and Chad Henney were playing quarterback. Wow! So it's a totally different, totally different game here. Uh, so I'll take I'll take with Kansas City, and if Buffalo beats me, so be it. I think that that's I, I
3: get that, and I think that's sound logic and handicapping for it because you're just not going to see this opportunity very often, and you're never going to see it again this year for Patrick Mahomes catching points at home. I also want to look at one thing that might impact this game, and that is the MVP market, okay? Because you are going to have – Josh Allen right now is the favorite to win MVP. I'm seeing two to one. Mahomes – I want to make sure I have the the right uh, market up here. Mahomes still being, I think, playable at plus 450, now, again, it's come down. You could have got him, I believe, 9-1 to one before the season began, and I kept saying this feels like a Roy Jones Jr. season. Y'all must have forgot, right, who, Lamar, who uh, Patrick Mahomes is. Okay, so the number's not great, but does this game, in your eyes, go a long way in determining? Because you know how this works. This game, perception-wise, however it goes down, Probably some people's narratives are going to get written by this football game.
4: Well, first off, the the MVP award has already been handed to Josh Allen, so I don't know why we're. So we're can even... Mahomes take it from him yes, this of week? Co- of course he can. Of course he can. Again, again, I I, I I I I've been deemed by some to be a Buffalo hater. I'm not. They're really good. They're the best team in the league right now. But the fact that we have decided to crown Josh Allen the best quarterback in the league. Yeah and the Bills the best team in the league because they played a competitive game and lost in overtime to this very Kansas City team last year, is asinine. I don't know why we've decided to do that. With that said, could Buffalo go out, win this game by a lot, Allen win the MVP, and the Bills win the Super Bowl this this year? Of course. Of course that could happen. They're the Super Bowl favorite for a reason. But if, if this is a game where Allen plays like he did in that AFC Divisional game last year, oh, he was and there. Buffalo wins, Phew. Josh Allen is on a collision course to win the MVP. You won't get plus money anymore. If Josh Allen goes out. I'm not out, willing to go that far okay. because you could very easily – because what will probably happen is he will probably at, at select books will go to minus money. Mm-hmm. Then there will be a few games because it happens to every NFL team. The, the Jacksonville there, game the, last there, year. There will be a lull where Buffalo doesn't play well for a few weeks mm-hmm. and Aaron Rodgers or, or Mahomes or, or someone else will have a big month and those numbers will shift. Yep. So Allen – could very easily be minus money if Buffalo destroys KC and he has a big game. But that will he will come back to plus money again at some point if that whole scenario just popped up that happens
3: here. So, so why do you hate the Buffalo Bills so much? See, I, hate I, hate it. It.
4: I total, totally hate them. <laughs> totally hate them. <laughs> Let's
3: get to the uh, the actual game of the week. It's because it's not my team, your team. It's America's team. And when America's team goes on the road against this, the boys from the city of Brotherly Shove in prime time. Sunday, I mean, by the way, Bills and Chiefs not even in prime time. This one this is game's really good too. <laughs> so now the Eagles and the number has gone up, which surprises me because earlier in the week it went down to four and a half. The news came out Cooper Rush is going to get the start over Dak Prescott. It's gone up since that official announcement has been made. Six and a half. What's going to be intriguing to me, Jeff, just as an aside here, is if Dak Prescott is, is active for the game. I, I I don't know that he will be. Like that that is something I'm actually paying attention to. To see if he will be activated for this game. So that if Cooper Rush struggles, would head coach Jerry Jones go to Dak
5: Prescott, Mike McCarthy? I, you, you're getting ahead of yourself, Dave. I mean, he's gotta be he's gotta be so healthy just for them to do that, right? Otherwise, Correct. you're wasting a roster spot
4: right for, uh, on game day now, for remember a guy sport, who can't play. There, it was four, there, four to there, six there, weeks when the injury there, happened, Dave, right? This, this is the, week five. Dave, there's absolutely no reason for them to activate him. So not there, not gonna there, be there, in the there, no, There's no reason. Okay. There's no reason. By the way, more horrible injury reports real quick, Kelly. Oh, what Which you got? In a game that we're both already involved in, and I don't think our numbers are going to exist for much longer if they already aren't gone. No Michael Thomas, no Jarvis Landry, no Marshawn Lattimore yep. for New Orleans. Whoa. On top of no Jameis. So, but it is the Andy dalton Ravens game. That, that is another big old yikes on an injury report. And again, this is why it was our pro tip for the
3: hour. You gotta keep w- reading these the, the beat writers what they put out there because that's great information, Jeff. And again, it might not have hit the market yet. Oh it, it, ha- it, it, it has. So two and a half right now. The Bengals, by the way, the, the favorite over the Saints. Um, Jeff, I'll just say this: a lot of fun as always doing the show. I uh, want to thank Kelly. I want to thank our guest today, of course, Tank Williams. Even though you guys got on Tank. Saying it was an awful take about the House of the Dragon. I totally disagree. It was great to his football expertise and Matt Perino, who joined us in hour number one with the Bills and the Chiefs. Enjoy your football. We'll see you on Monday on Big Bets on VC, the Sports Betting Network.